You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's take you around the league with a great friend of the program, Jason Cole from Bleacher Report. Jason, as always, we appreciate the time. We'll get to the Premier Clubs in a moment. Let's start at the bottom. Who do you think has a more challenging month coming up, the Jets or the Colts moving forward without Andrew Luck? Oh, the Colts moving forward without Andrew Luck because, at least with the Colts, they had expectations. Uh, there was some belief that this was going to be a good team. For the Jets, everybody's known for months and months and months, they're terrible. So, like, what do you have to lose if you're the Jets? I mean, I, you know, this is, this is playing out exactly how everybody thought it was going to play out. But how do you correct the problems that Indy has when you talked about Indy just now uh, when it comes down to Andrew Luck coming back? Because, honestly, with the way that looked this past weekend, it didn't matter who you had behind the quarterback at, at the quarterback position behind that line or on that team in general because it was just that bad. Well, I think look, I think their offensive line is going to get better, and certainly having a guy who gets rid of the ball faster. I mean, operationally, they'll look better. Are they going to win? No, probably not because their defense is atrocious. I mean, this is much more massive rebuild than people understand, and yes. Andrew Luck makes them more competitive, but he doesn't make them a playoff team, not yet, not with that roster that's around him. Now, I think they can score some points, you know, beat up some people occasionally with him, but, you know, with Tolzien or even Brissett. I mean, Brissett's a better player than Tolzien. But, you know, again, this is just – a really bad roster from top to bottom. If you took a look at this roster last year and you take a look at it again, it's, it's again, a disaster, and it's only gotten worse because they don't have Andrew Luck. Jason Cole of Bleach Report is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Jason Cordell loves it when I play the Stanford card, so I'll defer to you as a Cardinal alum. It was evident early on well, in his I know tenure. It's not Colorado, but we yeah, I know. That. Well, that, that's the Harvard oh, of Boulder. We do what we can in the Pac-12. It was evident early on when Jim Harbaugh was the head coach at Stanford. He was going to be making the move to the NFL at some point. Different situation in Michigan. That's home. But what do you make of these early murmurs that for the right price, Harbaugh could be extracted from Michigan to reunite with Andrew Luck with the Colts? Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. He could be. A, I mean, Jim's all about uh, all about the cash. You put enough cash in front of him, he'll go. And people in Michigan know that. People in Michigan know that he's not necessarily a long term guy, and they'll take whatever they get from him and be happy because he's made the program respectable. And you know, like if you talk to people like John Bacon, look. They understand what the deal is. That he's, this is not a forever deal. They hope it is. They hope that you know John that Jim likes it enough. They want to stay, but don't assume that that's that's it. Because again, Jim's about the money. He always was about the money. When you think of Jim, like who could he save? Could he come in and and revive, say, the Indianapolis Colts? Talking about Jim Harbaugh, if he were to leave, could you? where would you see him going if he was actually have a chance to leave somewhere like Michigan? Well, he's going to go to the place that's best set up, like has a quarterback, has a roster, gives him control over who he gets to draft. Uh, and Indianapolis will, will do that to an extent. I mean, they'll still have Ballard there. But, you know, Harbaugh is going to come in saying, I want to run things the way I want to run things. 
And, you know, there's going to be no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's just how Jim is. And, again, that's the leverage he has. It's just like with Nick Saban. If Nick Saban says, I'll, I'll go to the NFL, he goes to the NFL and completely on his terms and only on his terms if some team wanted to do that. Harbaugh will return to the NFL at some point, I believe. And again, it will be on completely on his terms on how he wants to handle the situation. And that's a good headline from this conversation, taking you around the league with Jason Cole, Bleacher Report. Let's go back to Sunday. Were you surprised the Packer defense played that well against Seattle, or did that tell you more about the Seahawks offensive line? It's the Seahawks offensive line and the Seahawks offense overall. I mean, it just they don't they don't scare you. I mean, I think number one, they don't know who the running back is. Process is okay, but I think Carson's really the, the kid that they should be playing back there to give him some semblance of a running game. But that, like that offensive line, doesn't provide any kind of consistent protection that allows Russell Wilson to get any kind of rhythm. And so the only times that they play well are when they hurry up and catch somebody in a matchup they can take advantage of and keep them from being able to change their defenses very much. If you can change your defense, if you can call things out the way you want to, you're going to be able to stop Seattle. I don't, you know, I, I I don't anticipate that good defensive teams are going to give up a whole lot of yards or points to that team this season. Not until the second half when they have had enough time to, to fix some of the problems that they have at this point. How much are you buying Jacksonville? The way they play with Calais Campbell up front, getting three and a half sacks in the first half. Got a young running back and Leonard Fournette who's running really hard, making a statement in, in, in the preseason saying that he don't think the National Football League is really tough when it comes to the stopping the run, which <laughs> I guess you can I guess you can go out on a limb to say, you know what, because of what he went against every week being at LSU, uh, for him, because that's all he had to go against every week, he may have a point, but because he ran as hard as he possibly could, that was J.J. Watt as well as Davion Clowney and came away with 100 yards rushing in his first debut as a National Football League running back. Well, he's, look, he's a quality player. There's no question about that. And, you know, when you come out of a professional league like the SEC, um, you know, you're, you're going to come out very much, very much ready. I mean, yeah. the only thing he probably wasn't ready for was the pay cut it took to come to the NFL. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, look, I think Fournette's a really good player. Now that he's healthy, he gives him some semblance of an offense. Like, you know, Houston was so bad, though, on their offensive line. Yeah, Dwayne Brown got so much leverage coming out of that game when they gave up 10 sacks. You know, when you give up that, I think it was like almost half the plays overall that Houston ran, the quarterback got hit. You can't run an offense when, when you're, you're doing that. It doesn't matter if it's Tom Savage or Deshaun Watson. You know, if you're going to let the quarterback get knocked around that much, you're not going to be able to play productive you know, offensive football. And that showed up. And so, look, We've been talking about Jacksonville for a couple of years and the number of good players that they put together, you know, like Jalen Ramsey and Gawkway, uh, Miles Jack. They added Calais Campbell. They had, you know, a sense of toughness about them, you know, with the combination of Marone and Tom Coughlin there. The big question is going to come when they have to play tight games or have to come back in games where Blake Bortles is asked to do a lot. If you're asking Blake Bortles to do a lot, then you may be sorely disappointed by this time. Jason, let's wrap it up with another question connected to the concept of leverage. Are you surprised that Aaron Donald showed up on Saturday without a new deal in place? And what's the outlook for the new contract? Well, a little bit, but I think that there were promises made to him that he was going to get the highest contract 
uh, in football if he showed up and he played and he played nice with the Rams. I think that once they crossed that bridge, then I think everything turned out all right. And but look, I wouldn't come in until you actually put the paper in front of me and I was ready to sign. That's how I would play the leverage. That's I would do it uh, the way that Dwayne Brown's doing it, saying, "Look, you're not getting my services until I until I absolutely have to show up." Which in uh, Dwayne Brown's case is with eight games left in the season, or in Aaron Donald's case when I feel like I want to show up because I don't have to show up at this point in time to get credited years. Uh, to me, I was a little bit surprised, but obviously the Rams have made some good faith gesture, and I expect that they're going to follow through on that because that's what traditionally Kevin Demoff, their contracts guy, has done. Tremendous information as always. Thanks so much for the insights. We'll chat with you soon again on the NFL on TuneIn. No problem. Take care. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.